hey, well, now we are going to hear the word of God from our speaker, uh, Nicola Gibb. Let me just tell you, like strap in people, because she is, her nickname is Pocket Rocket. You know it, because she is a powerhouse. Help so me. she's in the right place, right? Help she's me. in the powerhouse. So, but I, I love Nick. Like she has traveled all over the world, sharing the love of Jesus, you know, and helping communities get Help equipped me. to share the practical needs in the community to, for acts of kindness. This is what she does. And she is an excellent speaker. It, but not only that, she's an artist. She's very creative. She's an artist. And I mean, later on, you can actually look at some of her art later on, but she's an artist. But the thing that she is passionate about, she's passionate about people pursuing their dreams and that all that God has called you for, she's passionate about that. So I want you to lean in and like, let's give her a warm welcome, Nicola Gibb. Woo! Come on. Thank you so much. Come on, why don't we turn that incredible applause while you're standing. Why don't we praise Jesus? Why don't we give him all the glory, all the praise here today. Thank you, God, for people in this room that have been transformed by your power, Lord. We praise you, Jesus. We give you all the glory, all the honour, all the praise here today on Mother's Day. We love you, Lord, with all our hearts. And Father, I pray that today that you would load my words with the power of your Holy Spirit and that you would deliver a message to each heart individually, that you would load every word with grace, with love, with peace, with power, with grace, Lord, in your name. And everybody said, Amen. Thank you so much. You may be seated. Fantastic. Why don't we give the band a, a great thank you as well. You're so great. Um, the, the, the young girl here, yeah, I just felt, I felt like the Lord saying this to you, that the dream that you have in your heart is awesome. It's good. It's a good dream. And yes, it's going to take a time, it's going to take time to get there. But what you're actually seeing and what you're actually believing for is from God in the name of Jesus. Yes, come on, go the bolt. She's awesome. And um, wow, what a great testimony. I thought, oh my goodness, she's me. That's me. You're me. You're a soul winner. You're going to bring many, many people to Christ. You are going to go into the dark places like that music festival. You got plucked out of the darkness. You got brought into the light. You're going to do the same thing over and over and over again. You're a soul snatcher. You're a breakthrough bringer. And you are a woman of God. In Jesus' name, be encouraged. Come on, encourage her one more time. Amazing. So good to see. Uh, what, what an honour, complete honour. I want to thank Pastor John and Danielle for inviting me, Pastor Josh and Shekinah for inviting me, and Pastor Teresa, thank you, and all the crew. Thank you. So This is just such a delight, you know, when COVID hit. I'm an itinerant speaker, and so when COVID hit, my whole calendar got wiped overnight. <laughs> it's like, ooh who am I now? Like, wow, wow. So this is actually really drought breaking for me to be here. It's really drought breaking. Thank you so much. And uh, I want to welcome everybody online. So good to have you. And uh, I just know there's somebody online. There's actually a few people online today and in Melbourne who are going to get an absolute 
drought breaking breakthrough. I know it, I can feel it in my heart. That is why I'm here to bring a drought breaking message to you and to all of you today. So welcome, welcome to everybody online. Um, I am a single mum. That got me emotional when Danielle said, thank you to all the single mums. I'm a bit emotional because you know how there's landmarks, you know, and you think, wow, look what God's done. And I became a single mum when I had a one-year-old and I was six months pregnant with my second child. And my son, two sons today, are now 18 and almost 17. And I'm here because God provided every step of the way. And there was times where, of course, I've got two babies. How am I going to work, right? It was tough. It was hard. I remember one Mother's Day, I came home from church. I had these two babies, a little toddler, this little baby, and I tripped up the stairs of my house after being so tired, after taking them to church, being stressed out, bringing them back. I tripped and I hurt my knee really badly and I sat there crying. And I just felt so alone. And I felt like all these people were going out for Mother's Day lunches with their family. And I had no family. And I was just alone with two little babies. And I just thought, God, you see. And you know what? He has provided in the most miraculous ways. Here I stand, can you believe it? Two adult sons I have. They are gorgeous. I'm in love with them. And I just think, oh, glory to you, God, you never let us down. You never, you never forsake us. Your word is true. You always provide. Amen. Praise him. Thank you. Oh, sorry. I've learned some things from my children. Can I share them with you? Take a breath. A three-year-old's voice is louder than 200 adults in a crowded restaurant. If you hook a dog leash over a ceiling fan, the motor is not strong enough to rotate a 25-kilo boy wearing Batman underwear and a Superman cape. <clears throat> it is strong enough, however, to spread paint on all four walls of a 20-by-20-foot 20 20 room. You should not throw a cricket ball up when the ceiling fan is on. When using the ceiling fan as a bat, you have to throw the ball up a few times before you get a hit. A ceiling fan can hit a ball a long way. The glass in windows, even double pane, does not stop a cricket ball hit by a ceiling fan. When you hear the words, uh-oh, it's too late. Lego pieces will pass through a digestive tract of a four-year-old. Duplos will not. Superglue is forever. Garbage bags do not make good parachutes. Marbles in petrol tanks make a lot of noise when driving. Always look in the oven before turning it on. <laughs> Plastic toys do not like ovens. 
The fire department in Sydney has a five-minute response time. <laughs> the spin cycle on the washing machine does not make earthworms dizzy. <laughs> it will, however, make cats dizzy. <laughs> and just for information, cats throw up twice their body weight when dizzy. That's what I've learned from my children. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day. We got here. It's good to laugh, right? Do you know the first day of this year, 0101-2021, I woke up laughing. I woke up laughing. And the backstory to that is that I have a good friend, Vicky Simpson. Some of you will know her. She loves kookaburras. And for her birthday, I wanted to paint her some kookaburras. Uh, I brought some artwork with me today because that is one of the ways that God provided for me when I was a single mum is that, you know, adversity forces creativity. And uh, so in the midst of me having absolutely no money, I thought I'll just paint and... Anyway, God blessed me through that and I literally was able to feed my children through my artwork sometimes. So anyway, I wanted to paint Vicky some kookaburras and I painted them to her and I gave them to her and she absolutely loved them. And they, they became a bit of a hit um, on Instagram and I, so I painted quite a few kookaburras. And, and so I started to really look at the kookaburra and study the kookaburra and think, wow, aren't they incredible? They're like little prophets of the sky because they actually usher in the rain. And I started to think about the coming revival in Australia. And I started to think, oh, these little birds are starting to, they're trying to announce something to me. I felt they were trying to, trying to speak to me about something. And, you know, as I heard, I started to see and hear kookaburras everywhere. And um, I literally, on news day, there was two kookaburras right outside my bedroom window laughing so loud, so raucous. It, was inc it, it, it woke me up and I woke up laughing. And it was, it was prophetic and I felt the Lord say this to me, we, you know, how he speaks through nature, he speaks through so many different ways, but he was speaking to me through the kookaburra and through the laughter of the kookaburra especially and he said to me, he said to me this and I believe this is a message for the church and a message for you personally, he said, I'm going to break your drought, I'm going to break your drought, I'm going to come with my power and my glory for long-awaited promises. There are people in this room and there are people online, there's people in Melbourne, there's people waiting on long-awaited promises and God's promise to you today is I'm coming to break the drought. I am coming to break your drought. Woman in the grey cardigan, I am coming to break your drought, says the Lord, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, you will laugh again. You will laugh at the future in Jesus' name. Amen. I just felt that was specifically for you. You need to hear that again. You know, and uh, I just thought, oh, this is, it's a break, it's a breakthrough time. It's time for the church to break through. Do you know there's a, there's a, there's a, uh, a drought breaking anointing on souls coming into the kingdom? 
kingdom, Pastor Josh and Shekinah. In this church specifically, a drought breaking. A, you're going to see so many people come to Christ. You know, it's, it's when the church stands up and gets full of joy and goes out into the dark and snatches souls and brings them into the light. But it takes effort, right? takes effort. I have a privilege of running a mission down at DY Beach in Sydney. I'm from the Northern Beaches. And, you know, we, we feed the homeless and the disadvantaged every Friday night from our little food truck. It's an absolute blessing. You know, we literally found a community living in the sand dunes through COVID. And, uh, you know, we started to feed them and make relationships with them and talk every Friday night. And just last week, we baptised six of them. Woohoo! You know, and... Uh, Oh, can I tell you, if you have not done Alpha, you have to do Alpha. I'm an alphaholic. That's how I start every Alpha course. I sit down, I say, hello, my name is Nicola. I'm an alphaholic. It's amazing. It transforms lives. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's just incredible. So I believe long-awaited promises, drought-breaking. You know, we see, see some of these guys in poverty and living in their cars with nothing, you know, depressed, wanting to take their lives, do Alpha, get baptised, get transformed, meet Jesus, get a vision for their life, and they start and they come back beaming. Like their whole face has changed. It's amazing. That is the transformational power of Jesus Christ because he got raised from the dead. He's a living God. We serve a living God. His name is Jesus. He overcame everything, everything. He overcame death. Work backwards with me. He overcame death. Work backwards with me. That means anything from death <laughs> to, to, to health, he's overcome. There's nothing that's impossible with God. I started to think about, okay, it's Mother's Day. Who was a great mother in the Bible? Let's talk about the mother of all nations, Sarah. Who once was Sarai, but God changed her name to Sarah. Ha, because ha is the breath of God. Ha, God wants to put the ha in you. He wants to put the whoo, breath back into you in the power of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Come on, right? And he is holy. Amen. And uh, so I, I remember I, I was looking at Sarah and I was just thinking, talk about long-awaited promises. Woo-hoo-hoo! 24 years. And she had an encounter. I, want, I was looking. I was, she had an encounter with three angels, right? And um, let's look at Genesis 18, verse 12 and, and 15. And, you know, I was looking at the way Sarah laughed because Sarah laughed at God instead of with God. And I want to ask you today, are you laughing with God about the long-awaited promise or are you laughing at God because disappointments crushed you? That's the question. Let's address that. Let's have a look at Sarah. Disappointment after disappointment. She says, it says this in the scripture, so Sarah laughed to herself as she thought... <laughs> After I'm worn out and my Lord is old, now will I have this pleasure? And then the Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh and say, will I really have a child now that I'm old? And this is the powerful verse of scripture here. Is anything too hard for the Lord? I will return to you at the appointed time next year and Sarah will have a son. Sarah was afraid, so she lied and said, I did not laugh. But he said, yes, you did laugh. <laughs> you did. 
because I know all hearts. You laughed at me, not with me. And this was a shift for Sarah. Sarah had to shift her laugh. I want to shift some laughs. Come on. I I woke up laughing and I thought, I've got to get my faith activated again into this area of a long-awaited promise, you know. And after you've been waiting and waiting and waiting for so long, disappointment, discouragement, these are the enemies of the promise of God. And we need to stand up against disappointment, discouragement. We need to stand up against the devil who says, did God really say? Did he really say that to you? Or was that you making it up in your head? No, I can tell you this. You can get your Bible out. You can get all the promises of God and you can say, yes, he did say. He did say, and you can apply that to your life, and you can literally take God at his word. He cannot lie. He is faithful. He will never let you down. If he said it, he will do it. He will do it, right? It's so good. And um, do you know, my message today, I wanted to call it the last laugh. Jesus got the last laugh when he went to the cross. He went in our place. We stuffed it up like Sarah. We went our own way. We got our will involved and we said, you know what, God, I can't quite believe you, let me get involved. Sarah got involved and she had Ishmael. She, She tried to make the promise happen in her own strength. How many have done that? Hello. That's why I'm a single mom. Because I did that. I went... I couldn't wait on God's promise and I went and chose a husband for myself and it was not blessed by God. Even though God has been faithful and blessed me and and he's awesome and all that, it's been a hard road, but you know what? That's a consequence of my decision to not trust. And you know, I know that the promise still stands. I know that even if you have had an Ishmael, Isaac's on the way. I know, I know, I know that I know that I know. You know, faith that knows is immovable. You've got to get that immovable faith inside of you. And um, so Sarah, you know, I look at Sarah's life and I just think, how gracious is God? How gracious is God when she stuffed it up so bad? It led to despair. And yet God was still faithful to her. He still visited her. She needed her own encounter with God. She needed her own word from God about the promise And then she did indeed have Isaac. Do you know Isaac means laughter? (laughs) Do you want to hear? Do you want to hear my my uh, version of a kookaburra? My should should I do it? I've never done it into a microphone. It could be hectic, especially it could be very hectic for eight fifteen because it's so early in the morning. But would you want to hear it? Are you sure? All right. It could be scary already. Just makes you laugh, doesn't it? I was practicing in the car and I cracked up laughing. I thought, this is great therapy, you know? And, you know, we've got to laugh again at the promise. Come on, we got to laugh. We got to get a noise about it. There's a sound in Australia right now. The coming revival is coming from Australia, and it's going to go all over the world. Smith Wigglesworth 
prophesied revival from Australia reaching the rest of the world. The sound, can you hear the sound of a heavy rain? Can you hear the prophets of the sky? You'll never look at a kookaburra at the same again, will you? But I want you to hear the prophet of the sky sending the rain. I'm sending the breakthrough. I'm, se- I'm, I'm breaking the drought with the rain. And, um, you know, when Jesus went to the cross and defeated the enemy, he got the last laugh. He didn't just defeat the enemy. Let's look at Colossians chapter 2, verse 13 and 15. Let's look at this scripture. It's so powerful. It says last laugh all over it. It says this, when you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your sinful nature, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins, having cancelled the written code with its regulations that was against us and stood opposed to us. He took it away, nailing it to the cross. And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. Come on, that's the last laugh if I've ever heard one. I had a full-on drought in my life. A drought, I will call it a drought of pain. And God broke my drought. Jesus broke my drought. And uh, what happened was, you know, gosh, your, I forget your name again, sorry. Sienna, your life was like my life. I grew up in that household that just was crazy and full of abuse. And to escape it, I went to our backyard swimming pool uh, because who knows, under the water it's very peaceful, right? And I started to teach myself how to dive off the side of the pool and I was doing somersaults and everything and my dad saw me and he thought he'd sign me up for diving lessons. And so this is when I was eight years old. Can you imagine how short I was at eight years old? And, and this is me at 55. Oh, did I just say that publicly? Take that back. I'm proud. I'm proud. And uh, so I started diving and I fell in love with that sport so much. It was incredible because it was such a beautiful sport. And I, I started training seven days a week. I was just all in. I got a vision for my life to go to the Olympics to represent Australia. And that's all I could think of, dream of and imagine. And um, I was going really well. I had a very successful diving career. And even by the age of 11, only three years after diving, I got to go to the World Diving Championships in Texas, in Houston, Texas, to represent my country. Woohoo! It was awesome. I carried the flag of Australia. And to represent that, you know, my country at 11 years old was just such a privilege. And I did quite well, but I was diving up against way older girls. I was the youngest competitor ever. I think I could still hold the record to represent Australia at a world event. And um, so I came about sixth or seventh, something like that, again, but there was like 40 nations there. So I did quite well. And, but then I came, back to, I came back to Australia and I was just in a national diving championships in Tasmania, in Burnie actually. And um, it was a really important, this, I was about 14 now and it was a really important competition in terms of the selection process for the Olympics coming up. And it was super important, so it was loaded with a lot of, um, you know, pressure for, for me, and my dad just didn't show up. And I just, I, I really hurt my heart, it was like, because he was like my second coach, and it was the only time I would see my dad, was, was at the diving 
competitions or at training. And he just didn't show up and I thought that, that's what's happening. The wheels are falling off my family. And I climbed up to the 10 metre tower that day and I'll never forget this moment as long as I live. It was my birthday, 7th of February if you want to send gifts. Um, it was my birthday and I climbed up to the 10 metre tower to just to do a normal backward dive. I've done so many backward dives. It wasn't a hard dive at all. And as I was at the top of the tower, I remember I lost my joy. I lost my vision. I let, I let disappointment cripple me at the top. And I had to take off. They call your name and blow the whistle. <whistles> off you go. So off I went and at the top of the dive I knew I was in trouble and instead of bringing the dive straight through the water like a pencil, I overextended my spine on entry and went right over in the water. I smashed my neck, my back, my hips, just massive impact on entry and I was unconscious in the water. The judges had to dive in and get me out and I knew, knew, intrinsically I knew that I had stuffed it up. I had lost the dream. I knew, I just knew that I'd hurt myself so badly that my dream, sorry, I get emotional still, that my dream sunk to the bottom of the pool that day. And as I came through recovery from that dive, it was a long recovery. Um, I was in denial, strong denial. I stuffed the pain down as far as I could, stuff, and I got angry and rebellious and got chucked out of school and all this stuff. Sorry, Dad, it was the most expensive school in Sydney. Um, I went to a new school and made all these new friends and they introduced me to drugs. And you see, because I was in so much pain in my heart, in my mind, in my body, I just gravitated towards rebellion and because I'm passionate, I just passionately got into the dark side. And I'm quite entrepreneurial, so I started selling drugs. And before you knew it, I was completely addicted to all the party drugs, everything. And I lived like this for 15 years. Every day trying to find a comfortable position to go to sleep in. And I just couldn't. I was in pain, so to be stoned and to be out of it and to be on drugs was the best way for me to cope. Until, But you see, God had a drought-breaking message coming my way. And there was a girl who saw my pain and she started to pray for me. I didn't know she was a Christian. And she saw my pain at the new school and she started to pray for me. She was a, she was a pastor's kid. And um, she... I didn't know she was a Christian because she used to smoke drugs with me. I thought, I thought that's why she's not telling me about Jesus because she's not quite got it all together. Afterwards, I thought that, but at the time, I didn't know. But do you know what? Like, God can use anybody, right? So, so anyway, she, she, she started praying for me and as she's praying for me, she's kind of come back to the Lord herself. And, and um, so she invited me to church and I came along and I heard the good news for the first time in my life that Jesus was God and Jesus was real and that God had a plan for my life and that he could forgive all my sin. And you can imagine 15 years on drugs, I had quite a lot of sin to forgive. 
I thought, that's what I need. And, and the preacher was offering a clean slate. That if, you gave, if I gave my life to Jesus and I let God into my life, that I could be completely washed clean and start again. And I was just like, that's too good to be true. I need that. And so I raised my hand that day and I received salvation and it was the most powerful encounter I ever had. It was God's love visiting me, like just completely overtaking me. I was bawling my eyes out. I just couldn't believe that God would save a sinner like me. I couldn't believe his mercy. I couldn't believe that I didn't have to do anything to earn it. That he was just going to give it to me as a free gift. Three months after being saved, I got healed miraculously. I went to the pastors and said, it says in the Bible that Jesus is a healer. You got to pray for me. And they put their hands on the top of my head and they said, heal Nicola in the name of Jesus. Well, this power came into the room. I started laughing like I, I, like I was on laughing gas and God started to move the bones on the inside of my spine and my hips and my neck and I was completely healed. Two hours it took under the power of God two hours under the power of God, he completely reconstructed my spine, my neck, my hips. I'm back straighter than straight and I've been like this ever since. Amen. Come on, give him glory. It's so good. Is anything too hard for the Lord? Any, if he can move my bones, he can break your drought. He, he wants to activate your faith again. Do you know, I believe I got that creative miracle in my spine because I just had childlike faith. I just believed. It said it. God said it. I believed it. So I'm going to pray for you in a minute, but I wanted just to thank Melbourne, thank online for tuning in today. And I'm just believing that this is a drought-breaking message for you that your faith will be activated again, that your disappointment will turn into an appointment with God. And so thank you. I'm passing you back to Pastor Teresa and have a blessed Mother's Day in Jesus' name. Amen. But for you in the room here, for you in the room here, I want to ask you, are you laughing with God? <laughs> coo, 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 coo. I ring up Vicky Simpson now, I go, coo, 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 coo. She just cracks up. Are you laughing with God? Are you laughing at God? Because disappointment crippled you. If he said it, Oriel, Oriel, welcome. If he said it, he'll do it. If he said it, he'll do it. Sandy and Alan, if he said it, he'll do it. The vision is real. The promise is solid. He will not let you down. Yes, you're going through hell. But he is crafting you into incredible pots of, of, that he can use and pour out his glory from. And, and the ministry is real. The vision, the promise, the vision you have for your life, it's real. Stand on it. Stand on it again. Activate your faith again. Laugh again. Laugh. It's good to laugh. We need to laugh with God, not at God. Amen. But I want to pray for you here today that your faith, gets a drought-breaking activation.
that the rain is coming on your promises. But you know what? We have to mother the promise. What does a mother do? Protect. You don't get between a lion and its cubs, right? Be like that with the promise of God. Let no man tell you that's not from God. Protect the promise like a lion. What else does a mum do? Nurture. We are nurturers and we are protectors. Nurture the promise. What does that mean? Speak over it every day. Nurture it. Put rain on it. You know, water that promise. Say, thank you, God, I'm laughing with you because I see the end result. So why don't we just bow our heads in prayer. I want to pray for you. Thank you, Father, for an activation of faith right across this room. I thank you that nothing is too hard for you. I thank you that nothing is impossible with God. I thank you that nothing is too hard for you. It doesn't matter what we could even think that's too hard. It is not too hard for you. And so, Lord, I thank you for great activation right now of faith. Pour out your rain, Lord, on every heart, every heart that's disappointed, every heart that's discouraged here today. I thank you that your Holy Spirit now is watering that word, bringing that word to life, bringing a, bringing, breaking the drought, bringing breakthrough in Jesus' name. You know, if you're here today and you've never invited Jesus to come into your life like I did all those years ago, I let God in. I, you know, there's the most important birth that I can talk to you about is a spiritual birth. In John 3.3, Jesus says, I tell you the truth, no one can see the kingdom of God unless he's born again. In John 14, verse 6, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. The salvation comes through Jesus Christ alone. He's the only one that died on the cross. He's absolutely sinless. He is our substitute. He died on the cross for our sin so that we could be forgiven. He was raised from the dead for our salvation, our deliverance, and our healing. And if that's you, if you're here today and you've never received Jesus into your life, you can do that right now. We're not going to embarrass you or anything like that. It's just a simple response that I'm asking you for. It's not even me asking, it's God asking you. Will you let me in? Will you let me come into your life so that I can show you my promises, so that I can show you my faithfulness? And so if you're in the room here today and you need to invite Jesus to come into your life for the first time. You've never done that before. You're going to say, you're actually going to make a landmark decision today and say, yes, I'm going to say yes to God. In a minute, I'm just going to ask you to simply raise your hand. And by raising your hand, that is your act of faith. That's your step towards the Savior. That's your step towards God. And he's going to see that. He's going to come into your life and transform you. Or maybe, you know, you've said that prayer before, but you're not living right with God and you need to come back to God. You need to make a massive comeback today and say, you know what, Lord, I'm coming back to you. I'm making a decision today. In a minute, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand also with those people that have never invited Jesus. And I'm also going to include one more group of people in this prayer. It's such a simple prayer. I'm going to tell you how it goes. It's so simple. It just says, Jesus, 
forgive me, come into my life. That's a preview of it. It's so simple. It's going to take about one minute, but I just want as many people to participate in this act of faith as possible. So I'm spelling it out for you. You've never invited Jesus into your life before. You're going to make a massive comeback today and say, yes, God, I need you in my life and forgive me. Or you're just not convinced that if you were going to die, that you would go to heaven. And I'm telling you today, you're going to get convinced. You're going to get convinced about your own salvation and your own healing and your own deliverance, if that's you. So it's a salvation call. Let's be clear. You need Jesus, you're coming back, or you need to be convinced because you're not sure. One, two, three, right now, who is there? Just raise your hand and we're going to pray a prayer of faith. Just be bold. Just raise it up. Say, yep, that's me. Raise it up and we're going to pray a prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Who is there? Just raise it up nice and high. Thank you, sweetie. I see you at the back there. Who else is there? Just be bold. Don't even care about the people next to you. This is about your own soul. This is about your own life. This is the most important birth that you'll ever, ever experience. It's new birth. Right now, right across this room. Who, I'm giving you one more chance. We're just, gonna, just raise it up now. Just go the bold. Thank you. I see you. The man and the lady. Oh, that's two, three. Thank you. Who else is there? I'm waiting. I feel the Holy Spirit just prompting you. Who else is there? I feel like I'm waiting for one more person, seriously, over this side of the room. Who is, just raise it up, say, yep, I'm doing it today. Mother's Day is a good day to get born again. Holy Spirit, come. That's awesome. Fantastic. Two there, three there. Okay, let's pray this prayer together. The people that have raised their hand, you can put your hands down now. And we're going to be have a pray a very special prayer. And, and I just want you to repeat the words after me. I will lead you, but this is your prayer. Say these words after me. Say, dear Jesus, I'll let you in. Forgive me for any mistakes any stuff-ups, I give them to you. Wash me clean. I receive your salvation because of the cross. I am saved. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Thank you so much. Well, that's awesome. I'm going to pass back and uh, to Jeremy.